Hey guys, what's up? It's Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to another episode of the EXO Podcast. I had the pleasure of sitting down with the one and only Little Texas at Forbidden Kingdom. It was a pleasure to finally meet him, sit down and chat about his new album, what's been going on over COVID. He's written a cookbook, which is super dope, and... Um, He's really just pioneering the scene of hardcore dance music in the States and pushing it forward and allowing a lot of up and coming hardcore producers to really shine. So hats off to him. This was one of my favorite conversations of the weekend. So I'm so hyped I finally get to share it with you guys. Big thanks to Rockstar Energy for powering our podcast this weekend. Do not forget that you can sign up on my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane for ad free exclusives of the podcast bloopers and much much more without further ado this is lizzie jane and you're tuning into the xo podcast nice to finally meet you dude yeah likewise been a fucking you're yeah i'm from here so you're from over there you're uh friends with mad girl yeah and yeah yeah she's she's fucking dope yeah Leo's we made dope. out we made out in the video yeah i i saw she, was- she hit me up and she was like will you like make out with me in my music video and i was like yeah you know Why take not? one for the team yeah. you know it was it was a good kiss too it was good it was like a holly you know it was like my first like hollywood kiss you know for like fake on the kiss. camera yeah you know and it like really worked out like it i was really like, worked out that was good and she was like you know, she was starstruck probably uh, We've been friends right. for a while. No, no, no. I know you guys have been. <laughs> well, uh, how's it like to be back? Uh, it's it's honestly amazing. Yeah. Honestly, it feels so good. We were just like in the hotel and like seeing people, you know. Isn't it and, amazing? Yeah. And like, yeah. I saw some, I did a show in Vegas last week, which was also, you know, like a little taste, but being at a festival and, and all that, it's it's good. It's a little bit different vibe when you're going from like a club to like a festival yeah. where all of your friends are here, agents are here, everyone's totally, here. Totally, totally. And I feel like for the first time in a while, everyone's teams are out because everyone just fucking misses this environment absolutely but uh thank you kyle for coming on the podcast uh yeah my Uh, name is sam but that's okay is it yeah it's actually sam no way yeah my name is not kyle (laughs) i swear to god are you swearing god i swear to god my i'm fucking show you a fucking google sheet with my management that told there's all sorts of crazy shit all over the internet about me are you fucking with me i'm not fucking with you my name is samuel Samuel. Samuel. That is my real name. Samuel Patrick. Oh, this is going to be Barry. a great blooper. I'm yeah. sorry. I fucking suck. But people suck. also online, they think my name is Ian Chambers, who is my manager. And everybody also thinks I'm like 20 years old, which I'm not. I'm 30, you're not 20 years I'm old. I'm 32 years old. Yeah. There's but it was no a way joke. you're 32. It was a joke. Yeah, I'm 32. No way. We made a joke once about like Next. It was like that MTV show, you know? Okay. And so we did like me and it had all like the things. And it was like Little Texas, 18 years old. And from that singular Instagram post, this, like, myth that I'm 20 years old is, like, out there. So, like, famous birthdays and all this bullshit all over li- online. You have a new identity. Yeah. I'm so, a it's, like, Little Texas and then Ian. Yeah. Barely legal. Barely legal. Not even. Well, yeah, barely legal. Not not legal, legal enough to drink. Legal enough to do porn, though. That's a different discussion right there. I mean, I guess so. If you really yeah. want to go down that alley, you are from LA, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I did OnlyFans. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So of the tell year. me about that experience. How um, was that? It was. It was sick. I mean, I made a lot of money, which was cool. Yeah. And like, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, I'll put my cock online. Like, who the fuck cares? I'm basically half naked on my Instagram already. Like, I'm just like just take it up a notch. Seven bucks a month, you can see the fucking cock. You know. But you gotta pay extra for the other shit, and uh, you should have charged more than seven bucks. Well, it's just cock pics. I did for the like videos and shit. You know, it's like, oh, you want to see me jerk it? Like, okay, twenty five, thirty bucks. You, you know, still running the OnlyFans? No, I'm not doing it anymore. It's no. too much work. I just it wasn't were, for me. Were there like, did you run it off like a like it was a little Texas OnlyFans? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Little Texas sixty nine. Oh wow. That was the username. It's still up. You can still like see my cock, but like. I don't post on it. It's I have it for months. Anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was just like a like a made quarantine kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I've always joked about this. You know, like, why don't I just do it? You just know. Do it. And so I hit up all these like girls that I know who do it, and they like gave me the like advice that I needed to like. They're like, here's how you do it. No, 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 no. Here's how you do it. Put the fucking cowboy the emoji over the head. Don't show. Just show the shaft, and then make them pay for the full shot. And so I ran that for a while, and then I just started posting, like, full cockpits and just, like, let it run on its own, so. I mean, it had to be popping for a while. It was popping for, like, like two months, like, popping. I know girls who make bank oh, yeah. doing that shit. Oh, yeah. Bank. But I just, like, I'm, I, I finished an album, and, like, I had all this other stuff going on, you know? And so it's just like, you know what? Like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like, I just would rather do music and, like, other things. Yeah. So I just was like, all right, I'm done. Only know? fans can fun. take the back seat. But it's yeah. an experience you now have. Oh, yeah. It's an experience. You know? And it was like a flex. It was like, yeah, what up? Like. I, I get that. I can, I'm I can a male DJ that. with an OnlyFans. Yeah. You I know? mean, I, I know a lot of female DJs who got OnlyFans. So, I mean, you know, to each their own. Yeah, why not? So, uh, you're from L.A., right? Uh, yeah, originally from Texas, but I live in L.A. Yeah. Okay. So... How's LA doing? How's it looking? Uh, we're getting better. That's it's good. good. Like the gyms are back open. Like restaurants are open. I think next week, like they lift a bunch of mandates. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it's like party time. Yeah, life is returning to normal. You know, we may have been partying, like you know, during the pandemic a little bit. You know, yeah. highest case average. You yeah. know, for Caddy, just uh, bad boy. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay though. I I think everybody was on that. You can't tell people what to do. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I don't know. That That's my opinion on that. But I'm glad to hear it's getting better. Yeah. You know, I'm from Florida. We never shut down. We never closed. So we've been kind of running it the whole time. I remember. Good for y'all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's sad to see a lot of venues and, and, you know, independent places fucking shut their doors, which fucking sucks. I can't imagine how it's like in California. Yeah. But I'm glad and hyped to be getting back. I feel like this is the biggest the fucking entertainment industry is going to have a pump behind since like the fucking roaring 20s. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see all these people here, events fucking everywhere. I mean, yeah. was Vegas wild? Vegas was wild. And yeah. like, we're like, where'd pretty, you play? Uh, I played at the Grand Pool Deck. Oh, so no. It was like okay. a hard style pool party at night. Okay. Which is really fun. And, um, yeah, it was cool. Like, our schedule is getting, like, really booked up for the end of the year. Like, starting August, like, we're ripping pretty hard. And, like, Europe's going to open again in July, allowing festivals. And I was, like, really concerned because I go to Europe, like, once a month. Yeah. I was. Well, hard style's huge over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I was in Holland was, like, my second home. Holland and West Germany. And um, it was, like, a huge bummer to not be over there playing the hard style crowds and the hardcore crowds. You know, because, like, when I'm over there, I start my set at 200 BPM. You know, and you I don't go, do that here because no. it's a little aggressive for the states still. Mm -hmm. But over there, they don't even like flinch. And sometimes I have to start at like 205 or 210 because the guy before me is ripping it so hard that I play 200 and they go and it just sounds slow. Wow. Because it's like a weird frame of reference. You know what I mean? 
It's like hearing dubstep at like 140, 145, 150, 155. And then I can't even imagine anything running at like 195, 200, 205, 210. Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy how slow it sounds. If you played hard style, it would be like... It would feel You're like, like house slow music. house music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, like it's, slow down house it's music. It's strange. It's, so the crowd difference is massive, I'm sure. Like the reception to the actual hard style genre. Yeah, yeah. You know, they know the music over there, and it's like a deep tradition. You yeah. know, and, I, and, and I've always loved um, the electronic music genres that are like rooted in that old tradition. Like, uh-huh. you know, house music, techno, you know, even ghetto tech and like juke and footwork. You know, these things that have been around since the 90s, you know, club music, Baltimore club, uh, hardcore, hard style. Um, And so, you know, you go and you play over there and you can feel this like lineage, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's not necessarily paralleled as much in the States with like, you know, like a dubstep festival, like primarily dubstep like we're at here because it just hasn't been around long enough. You know, so you've got 30 years of hardcore evolution in this crowd, you know, and so it's real serious. They don't. The crowds are different. They react differently. It's more of like a party. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that's a little different, but... It's like a vibe. It's like a cohesive vibe yeah, when yeah, you were like, one. It's not like headbanger shit. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like they're like dancing and stuff. Well, they look at bass music like we're crazy. Yeah. Bass music over there hardly exists yeah, yeah, except yeah. for the underground shit where all the OGs really come over here now. I know, like, has your... I don't know. Do you have to have a visa to get over there? Uh, How does that work? Certain countries I've had to have visas for. Like when I DJ China, I had to get a visa. Okay. Um, but Europe, I've it's been pretty chill. That's I have booking cool. agents over there that handle all my stuff. So. And you're all good to go. Yeah. I mean, it must feel just like great to be back. And you've been working on an album. Yeah. Album is done. Okay. 18 songs. Uh, 18? Two parts. Yeah. It's a big album. Wow. Um, and we're already working on other stuff. We're working on like the side project too, the techno Diamond Dallas thing so we're gonna drop like an EP or something with that sick um, but the album's gonna be crazy a lot of really cool content music video some cool collabs Kezo collab Daniel Harl uh, wow. Water Spirit who's here right now I think who's an amazing uh, American hardcore producer yeah um, yeah so. I've met her once or twice she's great she just yeah. released a song with Mad Girl yes yes yeah, yeah yeah I'll have to meet her sometime um, that's fucking exciting yeah. I mean that's a huge body work so when you walked into COVID and you saw everything that was happening. Everything was shutting down. You were touring full time. So right at the time. Yes, I was. And did you, were you already working on the album? Was that the time where you were like, hey, I'm going to write a fucking album? Uh, I would always like mold it over, you know? Um, But we did release an EP during the pandemic, I think right at the beginning. Yeah, TechScore 3 came out. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, TechScore 3 came out during the beginning of the pandemic. But my whole thing with the pandemic was this. It was the only thing that's changed is I'm not touring. Nothing else has changed. Mm-hmm. My release schedule isn't going to change. My content schedule isn't changing. There's just no shows. Yeah. But there's live streams, which were very, very beneficial for us. Because yes. what we do is extreme. What I do is extreme. Um, and so I think people were a little weary back then. This is like a year and a half ago now. You know, people were like, oh, I don't know, too fast. Um and a lot of people got to see me, like, on Porter Robinson's stream, the yeah. Hard Summer stream. A lot of people got to see me that otherwise wouldn't have. And I think we, like, did a good job at, like, converting some, like, kind of base head people into maybe, like, giving it a chance. That's absolutely And that's correct. all we can ask for. You know? That's all you can ask for is, like, and now I'm sure some of those people will be at your set tonight. For sure. Which is super exciting. Yeah. And I think that was the blessing in disguise. Even all the put all the bullshit aside, those live streams for you as a producer and a DJ, especially playing a niche that you play and, and produce, yeah, yeah. 
it was huge for you. Absolutely. Because it, it gives people the opportunity to where if they were walking on foot or if they were purchasing a ticket, they may not do it. But if they're going to put it on Twitch and they're going to put it on YouTube, I'll check it out. Yeah. And then they might be like, oh, shit. This is yeah. fucking, this fucks. This and we dope. like over, you know, we doubled in size, yeah. you know, social wise, um, which is a pretty good, you know, gauge at how you're uh, doing. Yeah. Especially um, when touring isn't there. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it, it all ended up being like really good, you know, yeah. and I focused on my health and I got the, you know, fitness stuff in line and wrote a cookbook that I'm almost done with. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. So what's the book about? Uh, it's basically like a calor- calorie macro friendly cookbook oh my on God. like how to eat. Basically, how to eat junk food and lose weight. Yes. And get shredded. Because, like, yes. I posted on my story every day. I was like, watch this. I'm going to eat a cheeseburger every single day this week, and I'll lose a pound. It's calories in versus calories out. It's calories in versus calories out. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And it's as simple it's as that. it's all about eating low-calorie, high-volume food. Yes, which, fiber, all that shit. And fiber, exactly, which means low-fat food. So it's basically, like, learning that, like, eating food that's really low in fat is actually the way to go, not eating foods that are low in carbs. Carbs are good for you. Carbs give you energy. Exactly. Thank you. I don't know why people still think that they can just not eat carbs and lose weight and do all of this bullshit stuff. Because you can, but really you're losing like a ton of water and glycogen. And so like they lose 10 pounds in a week, but it's not real loss, you know? Um, And then they eat carbs and then they fuck it up. So my book is basically like pick a couple meals out of this. The calories are there. You'll be full. You'll eat cheeseburgers and quesadillas and pizzas and pancakes and all sorts of stuff that you would normally like. It's obviously not the real thing, but yeah. it's fucking close. Yeah. Like, really close. I'm a good cook. I was a cook before I was a DJ. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Culinary school? No, no. I worked in a restaurant in downtown LA. I just, okay. like, worked my way up. Started on the raw bar and worked my way up into, like, Garmanger and Hot Apps. And then I, I quit because it was too much. Yeah. Um, and pursued music. But, uh, yeah, so it's basically, like... How to lose weight and eat cheeseburgers. That's amazing. I feel like you should give a free PDF to every single DJ that you see. I'm definitely going to hook a lot of people up. <laughs> you should. For sure, you know? Yeah. But it's going to be good, and people, you know, are always curious about my diet, my fitness plan. and You're it, about the fitness game. No, yeah, I it's, love it. Yeah. I love it. It makes me happy. Well, I, I'm I'm very, I CrossFit, all of that stuff oh, where it's sick. like, like, I don't yeah, you think. you look fit. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't think I could function and write music and sit in a room all day if I couldn't go to the gym exactly. and I couldn't work out. Exactly. I don't know how people do it and they just stay put and they just, I, I, don't, I don't either. Know. And I've yeah. been there, you know, and I was not happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so the whole, the nutrition aspect was something that I struggled with where I would yo-yo, you know, I'd go up and I'd go down and I'd lose weight and then I would not sustainable start cheating and then I would like, wouldn't be able to stop, you know, cause I'm like a little sugar freak and like. You know, I'm once too, I have get, a sugar kick. Yeah, I'm once like, I get the taste, once the lid's off, I can't put it back on. Yeah. Until I'm so bloated that I have to like take a bath and I'm like, and then oh. you're laying on the floor yeah, and you like, have like a food baby. Oh. So and I it's like, all over. you know, reached out to a fan who turned to turned friend who's yeah. a pro bodybuilder, hard nice. style fan, of course. Shout okay. out Jake Burton, um, and uh, he coached me through my nutrition, um, and yeah, so that was. I I love that shit. When I got like super into fitness when I was in this transition between college and doing this, I loved doing the like friendly macro style foods where you're making the the protein pancakes and you're making the X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you can have fun with it, but that's how you make it sustainable and longevity wise. You reach your goals because all this wishy-washy fads, which I kind of translate into like trends and EDM, they go and they come. And like, if you're not doing it consistently enough, it's just going to disappear and fuck you harder than when you started. Exactly, exactly. You know, that's so exciting. I never I'll send knew. you a copy. I never knew. I will absolutely take you up copy. on it. You're getting a free copy. No, I got a free copy. 
Let it be known I got a free copy today. That's yeah. fucking sick. I kind of want to start training people and stuff. Like, you I don't should, know. I've got you a, should tons do of things like, I want to do. You should do. And, and I think this is so cool, too, because I feel like a lot of, even though, like, we're not necessarily in, like, the same genre, a lot of, I feel like producers put themselves in this box yeah. where they, they stay in the box and they they only exist in this box and they have no idea what their platform and their skill set can open doors to. Exactly. And I, like, think of things, like, where I would love to do, like, golf with fucking fans. And yeah. I would love to do, like, with you, work out with Little Texas. Yeah, like, yeah. some shit like well, that, it was so you know? fun. In Vegas, at the Grand, the gym is, like, a fucking, Huge. It's, like, a glass box in the middle of the hotel. Oh, my God. So all the people and the fans who were showing up to the event, because I was working out, like, later. And so all the fans were there walking, and it was, like, this hilarious thing. They were, like... Like, Little Texas was actually, like, in the hotel lifting weights. Like, we, like, literally saw him in the gym. And these fans came in, and they worked out with me. And, like, six of us listened to, like, old-school hardcore and, like, lifted weights. And it was, like, really, really fun. Do you listen to hardcore when you, when you lift? Time. All the time. I live and breathe this shit. It yeah. is, like, literally my life. And it always—it's so weird when DJs don't listen to the genre that they produce or spin. I'm like— why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, I love this shit. No, 200 BPM you have to. in the morning. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I feel like if I had an alarm that was just 200 BPM, I would be out the door so fucking quick. Yeah, you might be. Yeah. <laughs> you, you that know, or it, like. Oh! Yeah, or like. Or an epileptic seizure. Terror, epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. of that shit. But I don't know. It's. um. I look at what you're doing with your project and you're you're very, you know, you stand out from the rest by far, which is great, which is, it's it's very saturated, especially when you get into like the typical base, the typical house. Yeah. And then it's very cool to see this hardcore like scene not only growing, but I feel like a lot of people in the States recognize you as like this symbol for the growth of hardcore. So I was only turned on to you maybe two years ago. So did you always start in hardcore or was there a past of Little Texas? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I uh, I've been Little Texas a long time Um, back in like 2013. I was 2012, you know, uh, I was in a DJ crew called M.O.D. And we were like sort of kind of on the front end of the trap movement. Okay. Um, And so I was like on APA. I was like signed and, uh, you know, things were promising, looking good. Uh, and I like, you know, did a little run with Flosterdamus and played some cool shows and stuff. And, uh, I have a boiler room set from back then, um, which is still online. So there's like a boiler room set of me playing like Jersey club in 2012. That's fire. If you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, it just like didn't work out. And I moved to LA, party too hard, you know, and got wrapped up in like the drugs and, and the partying and, um, you know, that whole lifestyle. And, uh, it got really bad and, you know, I had to get cleaned up and. So I've heard it unfortunately happens. That's a similar story to a lot of people who yeah. move out to LA. Yeah, it's it's gnarly and like I had the like predisposition, you know. Um so like now I'm in recovery and stuff and cool. so Well that's good for you. Sober. Fitness is a is a real big savior in that kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have, you know, anything I have today if it wasn't for like me getting my act together and getting clean and yeah. and putting the shit down, you yeah. know, and, and my life is like really beautiful today. Um, and, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, and it hasn't gotten yeah. in the way of anything. Like, it hasn't gotten in the way of me having fun. It hasn't gotten in the way of me, like, going to shows, playing, traveling, nothing. And it just, it feels good Meeting to people. feel good, yeah, you know, exactly. and not feel like complete shit. I don't Absolutely. know how some of these artists do it because, like, I see the back end of it, and I'm just like, I would I would just not be able to function Yeah, almost. me neither. I don't know how I used to do it. You know, it's like two different lifetimes. I'm like, what the fuck? How did I tour back then and, like, you know, stay up all night and like Benders get on a plane. Going, going, going. You know what I mean? How did I do that? Because now I'm like, oh, I only slept three hours. Oh God, I'm dying. Right, you know? and I feel like 
COVID kind of put us in that predeposition where even though I was on like a night owl schedule, I eventually shifted back to normal. Me too. And now I'm like, holy fuck, I'm playing at 1.15. I'm getting home at four. We're getting on the plane at eight. Let's go. Yeah. And, but it's like, it's, it's what good. we love to do. It's so good. it feels great. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it feels great. And it's great to see like people's faces and human interaction. And like, again, like I'm in Florida. So we did kind of go on the deep end here where we didn't have a lot of enforcements, but I have so many friends who live in California that just said it was just shut the fuck down. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was, you know, there was undergrounds and stuff happening and yeah. I maybe went to a few, uh, maybe DJed a few, but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's great. I've been going out a ton lately. Yeah. Things are, like, opening up. And, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's, I think I've been actively going out, like, more than I normally would, even if, like, there wasn't a pandemic, you know, the past two years. Okay. Because of, like, now there's, like, an inclination to stay home. Where I'm like, well, yeah, but I could just stay home. Like, I've done it for two years. That's totally fine. I'm happy. I can just stay home. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going out yes. and getting, like, all the social interaction I possibly can. Yeah. You know, because I've been deprived. Did you feel weird or were you, like, ready for it? Uh, when you first were like, hey. It was a little weird at first, but then I'm kind of used to it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. kind of going out a lot. And, like, I don't know. It was just so nice to see people. Back open, faces. Yeah. I just feel like there's something about, like, the energy, especially at festivals or shows, I can't even imagine the energy in rooms at like shows like yours. Yeah. And like to not be able to like see somebody's face is like rough. I did yeah. like a few pod shows and I was like, I can't tell if they like it. I can't tell if they hate it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just gonna look down and be in my own world and enjoy what I'm doing. And and yeah, the that- park and rave was a little strange, but like I hadn't done a big stage in so long. So it was fucking. High. So I was like, "Whoa, look at this huge stage!" Like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is fucking sick," you know. And like it was sold out, so like that was fun. But yeah, it's it's when you have those people there, you know. How was the driving? Was it was it like it was um, fun? Yeah. It was cool. Do they like honk their horns? Yeah, everyone's like honking their horns and 200 like BPM. Yeah, and like you know, there wasn't like a hard style driving for like ever, and we finally got it. You know, me and Faye and Rob G and Darksiders, I think, was there. Geo. Oh hell yeah! Okay. And so yeah, and it went, it just was like you could feel the energy because of like the deprivation, family of, vibes too, and yeah, it's like, like yeah. There was something about that that, like, they we hadn't had a hard style show in a year. And so when we got the Park and Rave and every you could feel it. You know? Yeah. No. But that's... it wasn't the same. Like, no. No, absolutely not. It's not the same as kids, not. like, in the front row, like, and they know all the kick rolls. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. No, absolutely. And I feel like I'm sure you have a multitude of events lined up for the next year in which you're very excited to see those kids going, you know? Oh, yeah. Beyond EDC, there's a couple ones that are not announced yet. Uh, it's like a niche and a void that has to be like filled. Yeah. And like, I just feel like the the scene is ever growing in your genre. So it's like so great for, for people who are interested in producing what you produce to like just go balls deep and go Totally, totally. Well, it's, it's like, you know, I attribute it to sort of like, it's like punk rock, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like metal. It's like grindcore, you know? I'm like a huge grindcore fan. Like yeah. I'm just obsessed with grindcore. And, uh, like, like Pig Destroyer is my favorite band, or Agoraphobic Nosebleed, too, and, like, Phobia, Wormrot, all these bands. And, like, hardcore just reminds me of that, especially up-tempo. You know, it's just this brutal, like, fast, napalm death, like, napalm not death, getting yeah, enough yeah, fuck. Absolutely. You know, short bursts of just madness, you know? And, and, and that energy I just, like, love, and I've always been attracted to it. And so within, like, the EDM realm, I think there's... 
a lot of crossover there. Like kids love metal. They they grew up on metal core. The structure Zine. is the same. You yeah. look at the song structure, you look at a breakdown, you look at a breakdown in your song, you look at a breakdown in a metal song or a thrasher song, and it's the same fucking shit. Totally, totally. You know? It's just adapted differently. Exactly, exactly. There's so many parallels to dubstep and like, you know, like ass beater parts of hardcore songs and metalcore and stuff. And like I sort of have always lean towards like the punk side of things like discharge and you know these just like just the more the raw the more raw the better for me yeah and hardcore is all an up-tempo has always kind of felt like that um and so that's like kind of my bread and butter and i yeah. like to invoke that energy within this context i think of like small shows i would go to in like skate park venues yeah, where yeah, it would yeah, just yeah, be totally. like punk bands just and like thrashing. fucking thrashing bands because i come from metal too so i made that cool. transition and it's like now, unfortunately, it's like you really have seen kind of the decline of of metal and 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 rock in general, which is super fucking sad. I look at Warp Tour, Warp Tour getting canceled, all that stuff, and I feel like it's being translated into a kind of new evolution via like you and dubstep and like yeah, all yeah. of that shit, which is it's it's really cool. Like it's a different take, but it's it's nice to see a lot of heads come over. Totally, yeah. Totally. And if you and if you dive deep into like. Uh, Fun fact for anybody who listens to Grindcore. If you dive deep in enough into Grindcore back in the mid-2000s, there's a lot of hardcore remixes on those records from, like, the classic hardcore dudes. That's even fire. guys from Holland. So you, you listen to an agoraphobic nosebleed record, and on the B-side, there's, like, a Drox remix at, like, 300 BPM, and you're like, whoa, where did this show up? You know? And, like, Breakcore and Devnol and these guys, you know, so pretty cool no it is fucking cool i'm like i'm super stoked to kind of get an insight to your like musical inspirations because i'm sure you like pull from all that shit when you're writing everywhere yeah so when you like when you start on a track do you have a process or are you just like an open book like let's go uh it depends usually there's like an initial like thing that can create like an entire song okay you know there's like this like um, a motif almost you know exactly that's the perfect word for it so it can be as something as simple as like I'm gonna do a side bass on this one at yeah. 170, as opposed to 160, or I'm gonna you know use this specific kick technique um, and make it really like high pitched and like horrible sounding, you know, and do it at like 240 BPM, just you know, to make like a just bleat like a burner, yeah, you know, and then it's like well, and so I make an entire track out of that, and then it's like okay, and then I'll get another idea where I'm like oh, let's do like like some crossbreed 175 industrial hardcore and have the kick a little with a little more attack and like kind of grind your back end um so much with drum, drum work bass. in your songs that i feel yeah, like it's, it's like all it's all the drum work it's has to be on kick. point yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and then the relationship of the front end of the kick to the back end of the kick and that's like essentially hardcore it's like you have your attack and you have the back end and like how do those two things relate to each other and like in what rhythm do they relate to each other is it swung is it straight up like an eighth note is it sort of like a somewhere in between all of that yeah you know and like where that sort of lines up is like can be the song yeah and then you just build around it then it's like okay i'm gonna do this one in like a swing triplet feel and this one i'm gonna do you know straight as opposed to swing or or i find a sample that i love you know just a really powerful strong vocal and then I build an entire track around this, like, vocal. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's really just that It's simple. like embellishing simple things, adding subtle details. Yeah, yeah. And, like, building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm fucking pumped to your album. I'm, I'm very excited. A it's, cookbook, it's album? Yeah. Side A, side B, are they going to be released two, at once? Uh, two parts. Two parts, okay. So it'll be, like, the, like, slower stuff, like, up to 200. 
and then all the like 200 and up stuff like balls to the walls yeah and like you know it'll, it goes up to three there's like one 300 track on there wow um, so we got like one terror track and then like it's mostly up tempo awesome um, and like a variety of sounds within that up tempo context uh, but there's like some raw style there's some happy hardcore donk kind of style stuff I love happy hardcore yeah. that's like where I there you go yeah. some old yeah. school sounding tracks like I got Anthony Fantano on a track uh, no, which is okay. really crazy so he like you know he was like sounds like snorting every drug up your nose at once when he was reviewing one of my songs <laughs> And I was like, yo, Anthony, can I, like, use this? And he was like, go for it. And he was like, just get, make sure I get my cut. And I was like, it's not going to be a lot. And he was like, I, just, <laughs> I want my roses, Texas. And I was like, okay. He's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, well, so um, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate thank your you for time. having me. You know, Kyle, Sam, Kyle, Ian. Kyle, Ian, Sam. 20 years old. 20 years old. 32. Barely legal. We never really know. I appreciate you. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. You're welcome. All right, coming live from Forbidden Kingdom. We out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are return listeners and viewers. It means the world to me. And do not forget to check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane for a first opportunity to hear these podcasts ad-free. Give us some input who you want to see on the podcast. Ask questions, one-on-one lessons, group lessons, live streams, and so much more. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the EXO Podcast.